Welcome. Today we're interviewing Sun Singh Jaitwani, my grandfather, to hear about his story with the 1947 partition of India, one of the lesser-known events of sectarian violence, genocide, and displacement. In August 1947, the Indian subcontinent was divided into two new nations on the basis of religion. Though neither of the religions believed that they could coexist, according to global security, it was opposed as much as it was supported. So when the partition was announced and people of either faith were left on the wrong side of the border, the subcontinent descended into violence and bloodshed. This caused a mass migration, and by the time it had ended, more than 15 million people had been displaced, and between 1 to 2 million were dead, according to the New Yorker. They had never made it to the other side. But for those who did, it was hardly the end of their journey. Many, like Sun Singh's family, were uprooted, had to leave behind their lives and start entirely new ones. But despite the trauma, the event hasn't been talked about much. Even now, people like my grandfather would tell it inside their families, but wouldn't be discussed as much outside. But more and more stories are coming out now, and it's valuable to share Mr. Jatwani's story. The horrors he faced, the experience of going from riches to abject poverty, and the hard work it took to rebuild his life to where he is today makes him the perfect person to interview. His story is the essence of the experience of the partition. His childhood before the partition in Jacobabad, Sindh, present-day Pakistan, was ideal, as Mr. J. Twain recounts. But after the partition was announced, things started to deteriorate. The family wasn't ready to leave their home and migrate, but as de- death threats worsened in intensity and frequency and alarming stories grew closer and closer to home, the servants of the family urged them to leave. None of their Muslim friends who were safer in a Muslim area would offer to shelter them, Mr. J. Twani recounts bitterly. Finally, his parents decided the best way to keep the children safe was to escape to India. The children were small, the gra- my grandfather the oldest. He was a child of nine when they set out with a few of their relatives, leaving behind their house, their jobs. And fear was all around them. Horrors unheard of were inflicted on whole families, notes the New Yorker. Women were raped, then mutilated. Babies were roasted on spits. The situation was especially worse on the railways, where families trying to escape to safety would be intercepted by radical rioters and robbed and massacred. Ghost trains which reached their destinations in silence, seeping in blood. Desperate to save the children, Mr. J. Twani's parents dressed him up in a frilly frock, tying his traditionally long hair into two braids, hoping if caught, the inflectors would spare a little girl. Looking back, it wasn't much of an insurance. The family had to wait for their train in a station where the malicious voices of rioters echoed threats from outside. While the adults stood guard, 
The children were hidden and out of sight in preparation for the worst. Mr. J. Twani recounts feeling scared for himself and his parents in the darkness of his hiding spot. The children were hidden even on the trains. They were asked to sit quietly under the seats with blankets covering them. But when they finally boarded their train to Marmara Station in Rajasthan, India, they made a sigh of relief. Despite the numerous horrifying stories they had heard, they saw this train to India as a symbol of safety and relief. Thankfully, their train wasn't attacked and they reached Marwar's junction unharmed. Mr. J. Twani remembers getting something to eat for the first time during the day and being thankful for it. But this wasn't the end of their journey. It was just the beginning. Mr. J. Twani's family would have to move from city to city as refugees and find ways to support their family. His uncle finally got a job in the post office in Lucknow and they settled. But it wasn't always a happy ending. Mrs. Jaitwani's family had been very rich in Sindh, and leaving everything behind and losing what money they tried to bring mentally joined their family's supporting father. He would never contribute to the family again. Instead, her mother and her aunts had to do menial jobs to fund their many children, many daughters, which at the time required a dowry to be married. Mrs. Jaitwani lost a newborn brother to the lack of food. Regardless, both of them regret the partition. The partition was a truly terrible incident, with families being torn apart and homes destroyed. Survivors were left strangers in a foreign land. Mr. J. Twani's is a story of survival and hard work and building up new life from the rubble of his old one. I truly admire his unrelenting perseverance and his sincerity in his work, and I believe I share it.